The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show, where we help you plan for change, prevent or fix, stay informed, and come at you live from different places. Live. Wherever we are, we just we just do it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And we've got some interesting topics this week, um, and some interesting topics. I say it that way because it's like. Mm. An, is that called in, intonation where your voice goes up and you're saying something i think what it is is it is coolness oh it's, i am um, you know a questioning cool, you cool can do tone could be interesting there were also a couple of banks of um updated messages saying updated timeline um so i, I cruise through those and you know but we do have one one or two in today's, which seem like they're familiar, but there were some changes to it. Um, Indeed. Hey, look, let's let's uh, start up with this. I know we'll get our screen shared and start talking about messages, Daniel. Um, I like to see SharePoint as... No, no, we're starting from the bottom of the list. <laughs> that was close. Uh, tell us about this this option to yes. do with presenter mode. Presenter modes move and resize options, MC348225. And this is one of those that I think is uh, pretty interesting because um, one thing with Teams and being able to um, really kind of give a, an interactive type of experience or um, maybe a little better experience to for your your viewers of the content you're sharing, but also of you. Um, we've had this ability to kind of lay your, put yourself over, you know, the video and the content and then this mode, but this has really given us more uh, presenter modes and given us more um, options, right? For being able to show ourselves and also focus on the content. So mm. presenter modes on video-based screen sharing. VBSS, I've never heard of that acronym, but okay. Visual Basic Studio Service. Right, or something. Um, so we're going to be able to have a couple of uh, new additions here in standout mode, being able to choose whether you're on the left or right, and also adjusting the video feed size um, for uh, the type of presentation. I love that being able to, you know, say, oh, I need to be a little smaller, you know, just to focus on content or be bigger if, if that's, you know, what is needed here. If you're doing uh, something that you really want to engage with your audience and see, have people see your mannerisms and see what you're doing. Anyway, and then, um, you know, this flexible arrangement, uh, being able to, you know, on reporter or side by side modes, um, to be able to change according to, you know, the um, the content size, being able mm. to change according to the presenter's video size. I, you know, this whole, and I'm not surprised by this, but this whole, uh, as far as innovation happening here and continuing to improve this experience, um, but I like seeing it. It's, it's nice to be able to see even more improvement in this area. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any screenshots or... <laughs> you know anything of the like uh, you know i'm a little disappointed normally 
with the team's uh, group. They they provide things like that, but uh, didn't this time. Standard rollout will begin early April, so you know nowish, um, and complete by late April, and then government. Well, it's just an interesting way of putting just it's just government. Um, I guess all the government um, tenants types, I guess. But um, so that's when we're yep. uh, when it's rolling out. So are you are you I'll excited to see see this, Daryl? Um, yeah, I the actually I'm happier to see see this than I was when it first rolled out. I mean, I, I like the feature. I haven't used it much. Sometimes I've used it for a bit of fun. But um, it was very restricted in how it presented that content, and you had to design your slides around. If you're going to use uh, Standout, for example, that there's this little bottom right-hand corner where you might appear. So if you're going to use that, you have to design it so your content's not covered by you. Um, whereas the other options of reporter and side-by-side, -side, it would show all the content. But then you'd also have to think about, is that going to be visible? when it's in a side-by-side or reporter mode because it's a bit smaller. So having these options of deciding where you're going to be and how big and small the content's going to be is, is important to, uh, well, it just gives you more creativity. One, it does. I 100% agree with you, 100%. So hmm. let's talk about um, loop components. Yeah, this is actually one of the messages where sometimes Daniel and I go, We've definitely talked about this, and it's almost a copy of what we had before. Why are they republishing it? Loop components in Teams chat, MC348227. Uh, they definitely reference and say this is when we first talked about it in July, MC270177. But they are adding some details amidst the, the rest of the message, which are significant. Uh, one being that the fluid files in the background... Um, which is what the technology was based on and I guess currently still is. It's just it's now more widely known as loop and the files will be dot loop files. When you go into OneDrive, um, the new loops that you create, I don't see from what point, but you'll create them one day and they'll just be dot loop files instead of dot fluid. So uh, making that more consistent with the change. Uh, additional information in there is, is still all about um, loop and rolling things out. You will have it, right? It's already there in most of our environments. Um, the other thing about it in this message, all right, so here, in, in the next couple of months, the current setting uh, is fluid enable change. Oh, no, no, that's, that's fine too. It was more about these uh, resources, Daniel. They have added a couple of good pages to check out and learn more information. And they have um, updated them too. So that's about it. It would be what we would class as a short mention, but enough to say that there are some, some changes that are notable. <laughs> well, and, and I think anytime they do a rename of an extension or the way that's going to work, you know, it's nice to know that um, just in case we need to... Mm to change our processes or, you know, notify users or something. So there's no confusion. So, yeah. 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 Well, moving on to uh, something else to do with Teams and another quick mention. Yeah, this is a kind of a quick mention. Microsoft Teams text predictions for Teams Mobile 
Android MC341572, and it's exactly that. So bringing the uh, text predictions to Teams app in the in mobile app in Android, being able to so there's a nice screenshot. It's quite large. Uh, being able to uh, so you can have that turned on for suggested replies and actions, and you're going to be able to um, take advantage of that action where you can swipe and add those that content for predictions, so that um, it really can save time and for me reduce typos. Uh, so that, you know, you're not having to go back and edit because you did a typo or just say, forget it, I'm sending it. And now you've got something with typos in it. So, um, so yeah, this is, uh, again, it's a quick mention, rolling out early April. So now-ish and completed by late May. So um, all you Android people uh, be looking for that. I find that... Um initially when it's just suggesting to complete one word i'm more inclined to continue to use the inbuilt autocomplete with um iphone and i'm sure android has the same but when it starts to understand and learn phrases in the context of what you're typing that becomes more useful for autocomplete so yeah, enjoy android users yeah uh, here's something interesting about viva insights um, inspiration library for Microsoft Viva Insights, MC349511. We're talking about Microsoft Viva Insights for uh, personal insights. What what would be um, would have been my analytics in the past? Uh, when you add the um, Insights app today, whether you're subscribing or not, you get personalized insights that tell you um, about how you work and uh, give you some suggestions about how to tune out for the day or, or book yourself some focus time. Now, this update actually refers more to the, the organizations that are subscribing to Viva Insights. They're paying that extra dollars per, per user per month, and they're getting a whole lot more features, certainly on the management side and the organizational insights side. But to give more value to this premium subscription, they... Um, the individual or personal insights that you get will have recommendations and they'll be coming from sources like Harvard Business Review and Thrive. So you won't get that if you're just using the free version of insights. Um, this comes from that premium subscription. And again, we don't have a screenshot or anything of what that's like, to be honest. Actually, I know this, this link to the blog post goes through to um, quite a lengthy article that bundles up a whole lot of other things about what's happening and coming to Teams and Viva and, and stuff. So check that out. But Daniel, what do you think about getting personalized recommendations that are coming from sources like Harvard Business Review? I think it's great that um, the more we can give those insights that can help us. Um, I, don't take this the wrong way. I just feel like not you personally, but Viva Insights. Don't take it the wrong way. Um, but it just, it feels kind of bland. Um, you know, it feels kind of the same thing over and over. You know, so m maybe if we could get some more of insights and some additional like this. And I, I highly anticipate not being the last edition, right? Um, getting more sources. 
I feel like um, that'd be a great addition. So hmm. uh, I, I like seeing that, you know, adding more to If I can uh, jab you there, Daniel, maybe you're seeing the same insights because you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> um, agree, though. Like, it, it does need fresh content and um, even fresh insights over time would be great, too. Okay. Uh, yeah, moving on to uh, forms and the portal page. Yep, forms portal page experience improvement MC three four nine five one three, and this is all about the portal page. You know, the forms kind of home. Um, users are going to be um, you're you're going to be able to create um, quizzes and forms and separately, which is awesome. That was the first one. I, um, I've seen people get really not understanding how that works and uh, go create a quiz. How is that different? And so it's nice to have that separately um, and have form templates there, which is awesome. And then, you know, really giving access, easier access to my forms, which is probably one of the um, biggest frustrations I see with users is trying to find their content and how that, you know, make that easier. Um, it's it's kind of easy, but it's not like in your face easy, you know. So um, having collection your collections and having my forms right there um, for you. So it's just a revamp of that page. Rolling this out mid-April and completed by mid-May, and this is yet another example of the reason why you should not create your own user training guides with screenshots. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this this past week. Is that there's going to be so much changes coming. Uh, you know, we talk about it every week, changes, right? That's the whole point. But there's even more that are coming that I was just thinking, man, I hope people have stopped creating their own user documentation. Um, you, you know, meaning the whole go here and click here and then click here and then, you know, screenshots of all of this kind of stuff. Mm. It, you know, um, please try not to do that as much as possible. Um you know, because the, the rate of change is so quick that it's just, you can't keep up, um, you know, unless that's your sole job and you want to keep job security, then I guess go for it. But, um, but everything's changing so much. And this is just a landing page kind of experience. I, I think it's a good update, you know, good changes, but it's still, it would change everything. You know, if a user's trying to follow your documentation, right. And then they go, this this looks doesn't look like that. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, uh, mm. um, train users how to use other than where to click. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so um, Daryl, I yes. want to request some things. You want to sort of the elaborate on that? Oh, Teams no, apps. Okay. Well, if you've got a request in and you've seen something in the Teams store, then I might be able to help you. I've probably blocked it on purpose, you know, but <laughs> this message MC350372 is about enabling Daniel to make requests for an app that maybe I haven't approved yet as a, as a Teams admin. So, um, yeah, for organizations that are running a tight tight ship and uh, only allowing certain apps to be used, whether it be some from the team store, some that you've published yourselves internally, uh, then this, this feature allows Daniel or anyone 
to be able to go in and make a request for an app that uh, they would like to have access to. And then remember, the team store is, is also a changing place. There are more apps being published there every so often to, um, to help and enhance your experience with perhaps third-party systems or um, your own sort of uh, way of interacting with Microsoft 365 products. So the uh, interesting thing about this message before we go a bit further, wowzers, different size font. I mean, you know, we are the message center show, so we've got to point some of these things out just for variety. Um, and for those on the podcast, yeah, you might see that that message is um, interesting to, to look at. So if uh, if we want to make that request, um, then we, you know, we can go to that team's uh, store. Um, and as a user, we can go through and find some some of these apps. The apps are going to be suggested to us based on popularity, but it also seems too that there's an algorithm for your organization that looks at what are the apps that other people are installing, and it suggests them to you as well, along with the ones that have been published and uh, promoted from, from within your organization. Uh, so you'll go to an app, uh, you can request approval, um, and admins will get a view of those apps that have been requested. Now, the screenshots are not great. Let me see if I can blow this up into a different tab, make it possible for us to see. Does that improve it? Yes, it does. The admin view. So you're in Teams Admin Center and Manage Apps. This is the Contoso app, and in, beside the app is a section called Manage Requests. There's 124 requests for the Contoso app uh, where you can um, check out those requests and then responding to them. Not that. Is there a response thing down here? Let's try and open that up as well. So you go into Manage Requests. Um, you can approve those requests. Review the permissions, uh, dismiss all the requests for them. So, yeah, the, though, Daniel, you had a thought about this. The message claims that it's going to be a seamless experience for admins to manage these requests. Does it feel like it's still kind of clunky to well, find your way through? I, I think that's the key is that is it is it a good experience for the admin to, number one, be notified Mm. Um, and then number two, do it. So notification, we get no information here, whether it's be notified, but also the way we get to it, it, it seems like it's one-off, right? You go to the app, you say, yeah, you know, what are the requests to prove? You know, um, it feels like maybe the workflow could be improved here. Now mm. we don't have the information, so maybe the admins getting approved, you know, getting requests, but, um, you know, I would I'd be a little worried because what if, you know, um, a whole hundreds of people go out and re uh, request an app and so an admin's been inundated. So uh, I think there's some balance there, but, um, you know, I think you're going to have to add it. If you're a Teams admin, add it to your flow of going in and checking for, you know, apps that um, are requested. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that there is some kind of signal there that makes it easier. Um, but yeah, that is 
rolling out this uh, in, in late April and expect to, to be completed in May. And it is just a, a better experience for, for choosing apps and trying to signal which ones you want. We'll finish off with uh, something else in SharePoint, Daniel. Indeed, this is SharePoint. Create from the SharePoint app bar, MC350768. And this is the SharePoint app bar. If you'll remember, is that app bar on the left-hand side that you as a user will see in every SharePoint site in your tenant. This is where you get your global navigation. This is where you get access to um, content. But now, um, you know, like my files and my news, but and my list, but you're also going to be able to create content from the app bar, um, being able to create a site, a SharePoint site, hmm. as well as creating a list. So Microsoft list or office document like do, uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint and a one notebook. Um, so this is uh, and I've actually already got it for some reason. Uh, don't know why I have it already, but um, it's supposed to be released, targeted release um, out in mid-April and be completed by late April and then standard release early May and completed by mid-May. So uh, you can't disable this. The only thing that you can do is if you've, you know, uh, disabled the ability for people to, to create sites you know, self-service kind of thing, then that option will not appear. Sites will not appear in that list. But, um, you know, this says you don't need to do anything to prepare for this change. That's hogwash. I think, um, <laughs> you know, this is something that users are going to start seeing. And it would be nice to be able to communicate that this is coming, easy access, what happens. Basically, when you go and click it, you're going through the normal procedure. So when you click create a site, it's going to go through that normal site creation process that you know and love or hate i don't know um same for list you know you're going to be able to select where you're going to save it right um in my list in onedrive or on a sharepoint site so that process is uh, it's really just shortcuts to get you there mm. uh, to be able to do it easily and quickly there so yeah I think it's a, a pattern coming, isn't it? Uh, we've seen this in SharePoint, that, uh, and also we've seen something similar within Outlook, adding um, the To Do app, and you know what else is going to appear there? This this side we've, menu has been built out. We've talked about this when the list app was or list icon was added. We've talked about this with Teams. Every time they add a, yet another app, they're going to put on there um, with like Viva. Um, but the I it's like how how much are we going to add there and is there eventually going to be a you know kind of like with teams a more apps and and then it's gonna you know we'll see but for now I, it looks okay uh, I can tell it looks all right um, not it's not too uh, in the way at all um, but and it's it's a plus sign there it, it's pretty intuitive of I'm gonna add something and um, so we'll see how users adopt it. Cool, cool. That is our last message for the week. And Daniel, thanks so much for joining, co-hosting well, from. Yeah, thanks Las for Vegas. you know making this happen, um, <laughs> enabling me to 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 uh, continue hosting the podcast with you. Yeah, it takes me back to those days when we used to try and do it live at um, 
at like SP Fest and other stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, network troubles are always fun. But yeah, um, especially we, we, at seen, events. we try to make it happen. Yeah, that's right. So we'll finish off by reminding you to like the episode if you found it useful, to subscribe if you haven't already, to hit that bell if you want to get the notifications of when we do drop new episodes. And you also will find the podcast um, in, in its various different locations and forms at uh, messagecenter.show, and uh, you'll find it all there. Uh, also, you know, look out for Daniel's post too on regarding 365.com as a, a wrap-up and pointing us to those resources. Thank you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.